Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Breaking news, authorities remain on the scene in Hope Mills six hours after a shooting left a person dead. This is a live look right now from the WRL Breaking News tracker of that scene. Warm and windy may sound good, but it's going to bring us high fire danger this afternoon. I'll explain. Slapped on net and run to the stop, and that does it. The Carolina Hurricanes come up big in their playoff opener. What's next for the team as they march toward the Stanley Cup? One win under the belt. Got to feel good and a lot more wins to go. We'll see. Good morning, everyone. It is 6 o'clock. We're off to a great start here this morning as well. I'm Renee Chu. And I'm Jeff Hogan. It is great to have you along here. Thanks for making us part of your day. As we start our Tuesday, it is coming off that win. The arena was electric last night. It was great stuff. Even the folks who got there early for mm -hmm. tailgating had great weather. And we have another day lined up for you. Elizabeth Gardner, the WIL Super Weather Center. Another beautiful day. We take a live look at downtown Raleigh, and you can see the sun just beginning to light things up. Um, right here, of course, the legislative building with the flags just uh, uh, moving so slightly. Our wind is fairly light right now, but it is cooler than it was yesterday, at least in the Triangle area, 47 degrees. Our temperatures are running about 15 degrees cooler than they were this time yesterday. This afternoon, it's going to be gusty. We had a bit of a breeze yesterday as well. Our winds are going to be steady at about 15 to 16, but gusting up to 25 miles per hour. Our humidity is very low, so the windy conditions plus the dry conditions together mean that there's high fire danger this afternoon, so you're uh, encouraged not to do any outdoor burning. It's 52 in Fayetteville, but 44 in Southern Pines. It's 39 in Roxborough and 52 in Goldsboro, so we have a wide range in our temperatures this morning. Basically, for most of us, we're running anywhere from 10 to 15 degrees cooler than this time yesterday. So a jacket definitely felt nice this morning. It'll be a fast warm up though. Nearly 70 at lunchtime. We climbed to 77 for the high this afternoon with lots of sunshine. We continue our warm up until the weekend when we have our next front come through. I'll show you the current thinking on our rain timeline coming up. Michelle. Thanks Elizabeth. Michelle McConaughey and for Brian Trader this morning already tracking a crash. This is on I-40. I want to show you exactly where this is. This is I-40 eastbound by the North Harrison Avenue exit. Uh, you can see some red and yellow on the map here indicating some backups because of this crash. I want to show you a live look out. This is at the Harrison Avenue exit. You can see all of the headlights uh, there coming from that crash. So if you were in that area, there will be congestion. I'm um, just take it slow. We are hearing that this is a serious accident. The Cary Fire Department is on scene assisting. I'm going to stay on top of this and uh, find out more if I can. Now, I want to show you some drive times in Raleigh. Uh, this has gone down slightly. That was showing about 16 minutes before I came out here. Uh, that is showing a 10-minute delay on 40 from I-885. So, again, if you were in that area this morning, just take it slow. With breaking news, we are following this morning. One person is dead. Another is in the hospital after a shooting that happened just before midnight on Gilcrest Sands Drive. This is in the town of Hope Mills. Michael Grace is at that scene right now in the WRL breaking news tracker, and police are still on the scene as well. Michael. 
Yeah, that's right, Jeff. And they've blocked off a pretty big portion of Gilchrist Sands and have honed in their investigation on a home right over my left shoulder. There's no streetlights out here, so it might be tough to see. But I want to get you to this video of what the scene looked like at around 4 in the morning. This is video from the WRAL breaking news tracker. And that one home that I mentioned, investigators going in two at a time, sometimes three at a time, forensics teams going in and out of that house as well. And still, what we know so far is one person who was shot uh, was dead. Once police arrived, that other person taken to the hospital in stable condition. We're still waiting for investigators to release the identities of those two people. The other big thing we're still asking investigators is if they have anyone in custody at this time. Live in Cumberland County, Michael Grace, WRAL News. Today, a push to ban transgender athletes from competing on girls sports teams in North Carolina's middle and high schools will face its first big test. Debate is about to begin on the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. WRL's Nia Harden joins us live this morning from the General Assembly to walk us through the bill. Nia. Yeah, right behind me is where that debate is going to be happening this morning. And this is all going to be a bill that is going to try and and limit how these transgender student athletes are able to participate when it comes to those sports. So we're talking about a bill that would block athletes transgender from participating on teams in middle and high school that do not match the sex of their birth certificate. It was introduced earlier this month, the same day former Democrat Trisha Cotham switched parties giving Republicans a supermajority and a real chance at getting this passed. 21 states have done similar bans, but the organization in charge of high school sports here in North Carolina says there's only about 15 transgender athletes playing this year. The commissioner is saying she sees little to no impact from their participation. The Senate will debate this this morning at 9 o'clock. WRAL News will have updates for you in our later newscast and on the WRAL News app. Nia Harden, WRAL News in Raleigh. There could soon be a new skyscraper in downtown Raleigh. City Council could vote today on a rezoning request to allow for a 40-story building in the area contained by McDowell, Salisbury, Cabarrus, and Davie Streets. You can see it shaded here in yellow on this map. The developer says the building would be for multifamily housing or a hotel and would include a bike share station as well as public art installation. City staff tell us having more housing is important. People are moving to the area and we need more housing um, to house not only the people that live here and have lived here for generations, but additionally the people that are moving here. Um, so I think, you know, sort of Thinking about supply and demand, one of the ways of sort of maintaining or increasing uh, housing affordability is to increase housing supply. The city's planning commission already voted unanimously for the development. Today's council vote is expected around 1 p.m. Carolina Hurricanes took a positive first step in what is a long road in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Canes took down the New York Islanders last night, game one at PNC Arena. Two to one, a slim margin of victory there. Game two of the series tomorrow night at PNC Arena. Boy, it was electric last night. Puck drop will be at 7 o'clock for that one tomorrow night. We'll have more on last night's win with WRF's Pat Welter and Casey Hintz in less than 10 minutes. Teachers in Moore County schools can no longer keep a student's decision to change pronouns a secret. The Board of Education passed a policy last night known as the Parents' Bill of Rights. It requires teachers or faculty to notify students' legal guardian about any name or pronoun change. The policy does include an exception in cases where informing a parent puts a student in danger. Supporters and opponents spoke about the policy last night. 
and it will stem the hijacking of classrooms by a fringe element that demonizes parents while grooming children and ignoring their mental health. If you think your policies can target just the gay and trans kids, you are wrong. What children see done to their peers, they feel is done to them. Don't target and marginalize kids, and don't pass policies that inhibit students from talking to teachers. North Carolina lawmakers are considering similar restrictions on pronoun changes for students. The state Senate has already passed a bill to put them in place. And happening now in the WRA Live Center, Secretary of State Antony Blinken confirming this morning that a U.S. embassy convoy came under attack in Sudan. Take a look at video from the unrest that uh, erupted over the weekend because of a military power struggle for leadership in that country. Blinken says the convoy was clearly marked when it was attacked in the last 24 hours. He denounced what he called indiscriminate military operations. Blinken says, though, everyone in that convoy is now safe. The U.N. says in the last Four days of this chaos, the violence has killed more than 185 people and injured more than 1,800 others. Thanks, Ken. New this morning, another flight is coming this summer to RDU, where you are looking live right here. It's Breeze Airways just adding. It revealed it will add service to New York's Islip Long Island MacArthur Airport. It's a nonstop flight that starts on June 29th. One-way tickets start at $59. This is Breeze's ninth nonstop route from RDU since its launch at the airport back in February. Today, we'll learn more about an effort to expand protections for victims of human trafficking. The Republican sponsors of a new bill will speak about it at 10 this morning at the state legislative building. The bill includes language to expand what constitutes human trafficking and sets rules for no contact orders for victims. 609 right now on your Tuesday and Durham's mayor says there's a lot of work to be done. The big issues she spotlighted for improvement in her state of the city address. Plus. He could have called 911 to shoot. That was wrong. A Missouri man in his 80s facing charges after shooting a teenager who showed up at his front door. Support coming in from around the country for the teen's family. And we have some pretty weather in our forecast. We're going to see warming conditions through Thursday and Friday, but I'm tracking a system that will bring us rain for the seventh weekend in a row. I'll show you our current timeline coming up. As you get into your car, tune to WRAL News Plus on your radio in Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on 101.5 HD3. It is 612 on a beautiful morning. The sun is just starting to brighten things up in Wilson. It's 51. It's 47 right now in Durham and 52 in Fayetteville. So our temperatures are running a little bit cooler than they were this time yesterday. Right now it's 42 in Tarboro. That's pretty chilly. 46 in Lewisburg, 52 in Fayetteville. If you're headed out the door, sending the kids out, they, they may want a, a light jacket this morning, especially because it's going to be a very warm afternoon. Temperatures climb into the upper 70s. We'll be in the mid 70s or low 70s by the time we hit uh, lunchtime. So uh, shorts and t-shirts day for sure. Uh, we continue our warm-up with highs in the 80s as we get into Thursday and Friday. I'm still tracking a front that's going to bring us some rain over the weekend. The models are coming in a little better agreement. I'll show you when we think it's going to rain coming up. 
All right, thanks, Elizabeth. We are uh, look, tracking a crash on I-40 this morning. I-40 eastbound. Uh, it is right near the North Harrison Avenue exit. You can see the stretch of delays here with the red on the map. Uh, this is an accident with injuries. We know that the Cary Fire Department is actually on scene assisting with that crash. So if you were in that area eastbound on 40 coming towards the North Harrison Avenue, just know you will run into some delays. I have a live picture of the Harrison Avenue exit here. You can see a lot of headlights here uh, coming in the direction from that crash. So you will run into some delays if you are in that area. Up in Durham, all of our major routes looking clear. I do have some drive times for you, and you'll see that we do have delays coming in on 40 from 885 right now. That is up about 10 minutes to 22 minutes from just a couple of minutes ago. So just know you will run into delays there coming in on 40 from Durham and Chapel Hill. Renee? Thanks for that update, Michelle. And you were just talking about Durham. Durham's mayor says there's a lot to be proud of, but still a lot of work to do in the Bull City. Violence was a big focus of her State of the City address last night. I will ask for a moment of silence and reflection for our community members that we lost just as recently as yesterday. Mayor Elaine O'Neill addressed the recent deadly violence across the Bull City, affecting many younger members of the community. She says everyone needs to be a part of the change and asked more people to volunteer. O'Neill addressed other topics as well, praising the 400 new units of affordable housing in Durham and millions of dollars invested in making streets safer. A recent survey showed 82% of people living in Durham called it either a good or great place to live. A Missouri man is now facing charges after authorities say he shot a teenager who went to his house by mistake. 84-year-old Andrew Lester is facing felony charges. Prosecutors say he shot 16-year-old Ralph Yarl in the head and arm after that teen rang his doorbell Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Yarl's family says he was out to pick up his siblings and just went to the wrong home. Lester told authorities he saw a black man pulling on the handle of a storm door and feared it was an attempted break-in. So Lester opened fire. That man could have called police if he suspected something. He could have called 911. The shoot, that was wrong. Prosecutors say they believe race was a factor in the shooting. Jarl's family says the teen is still in the hospital, but his condition is improving. A GoFundMe account has been set up to help the family cover medical expenses and has raised more than $2.5 million. You'll likely hear some loud noises around Fort Bragg today. Hundreds of soldiers with the 18th Field Artillery Brigade are taking part in a training exercise over at Pike Field. They'll be working with machine guns, rocket launchers, and more. These are images from the brigade's Facebook page. The training runs from 9 to 4 today, as well as this Friday, April 21st. This morning, we could find out if a Wall Street Journal reporter will remain in a Russian jail. It's a live look right now at the court in Moscow, where a judge is about to hear an appeal from Evan Gershkovich. The Kremlin arrested him last month on suspicion of espionage, a charge that the Journal and the U.S. government deny. At today's hearing, the court could keep Gershkovich in prison, allow him house arrest, or grant him bail. If convicted of espionage, the journalist faces up to 20 years in prison. This morning on Today, a live report on the appeal hearing. Today airs right after this newscast, 7 o'clock on WRAL. Back to our coverage of the Carolina Hurricanes win in game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. WRAL's Pat Welter and Casey Hintz shows us what helped the Canes get to victory. 
Hey, good morning, everyone. Casey Hintz alongside Pat Welter. You know what they say? Special teams and goaltending, that's what wins you games in the postseason, and that's what got the Carolina Hurricanes a 2-1 win against the New York Islanders last night in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And a big reason for that win is the power play, something that has plagued this Hurricanes team all season long. They're ranked 20th in the NHL at just 19%, but last night they get two goals on the man advantage, courtesy of Sebastian Ajo and Stefan Nason. But it's also all about execution. They've been doing the same thing all season long but last night the shots were just going in i mean it's it's obviously a lot nicer to to put some in than than not to um i think it's it's more if you're doing things right and yeah it's been building i think uh the power play you know got us both goals and pk was good so uh that's that's all that matters we want and you know special teams gave us uh gave us a chance to win tonight so yeah that's good Andre Sveshnikov won't be scoring any power play goals this postseason, but he can fire up the crowd, and that's what he did when he sounded the siren. Now, we actually caught up with him after the first period, told us he's doing well since his ACL surgery. Said this is kind of a matter of time since he tore his MCL back in the bubble, but he said he's doing well. The fan support has been amazing. They even baked him some cookies, Casey. The Kaniacs will do that. They show out for their players here. He also said his shoulder hurt from mm. sounding that siren. But here's the deal. He's going to stay here through the summertime as he continues his rehab. He has no summer plans. His message for the team is go out and win the cup. And the Canes will continue that run right here tomorrow night at PNC Arena for game two versus the Islanders. But for Pat Welter, I'm Casey Hintz. We'll send it back to you guys. Might be the highest paid siren sounder in the history of the Canes, but he got those Kaniacs revved up, certainly. And they came into the building revved up last night, Elizabeth Gardner in the WRO Severe Weather Center, because they had great weather outside for tailgating. <sighs> yes, it was so beautiful. We've got another beautiful day today. And, of course, they have game two tomorrow. It's going to be just the same. We're looking at beautiful sunshine in Goldsboro, Fayetteville, Chapel Hill, and Apex Chapel Hill, courtesy of Top of the Hill Restaurant. When do you know it? We get to the weekend, though, and it'll be the seventh weekend in a row that we have rain. I can't believe, oftentimes we'll see a pattern set up. You know, we'll see a front that comes through around once a week. And it may be two or three weeks in a row where we have rain at a certain time. And it's just set up over the weekend. And we just continue with it. I, we need to break down this pattern soon. The next front comes in late Saturday into early Sunday. We'll see a, a front coming through. This is really starting to, uh, we're starting to see the models coming together. It looks like it's going to be rain with a front. Earlier, it looked like it may be sort of an all-day kind of a rain event with this. But as we're getting closer to the weekend. The models are coming into agreement that it looks like a front with a chance of some strong to possibly severe thunderstorms with it. So keep checking back on the timing. But again, we're starting to feel a bit more confident because the models are starting to line up with each other. The system right now is moving onshore back here along the West Coast. And we're looking at quiet weather. This high pressure system is going to keep things quiet for us. High pressure systems have sinking air, tends to dry out the atmosphere and bring dry conditions, sunny skies for the most part. Here's Saturday morning at 5 a.m. and we're dry. We're going to see a warm day. We're going to see our winds shifting over the next 24 hours to southerly, warming things up. So it'll be warm ahead of the front. Saturday at 9 a.m., we start to see this line of thunderstorms approaching the mountains. By 5 p.m., it's beginning to approach the western part of our viewing area. And by 7 a.m., it's out of here. So it, looks again, looks like a line of thunderstorms. Currently, the timeline 
is Saturday night. We'll watch that in case it speeds up or slows down, but we should get most of the day Saturday with dry conditions, and then it'll be dry for Sunday, theoretically, unless it changes. But Sunday's going to be much cooler. We're looking at highs on Sunday in the 60s, and it looks like we'll end up with some cool temperatures behind this front well into next week. So here's our timeline. A small chance late Saturday, but it's mainly going to be overnight Saturday night, and it really should be out pretty early on Sunday. Here's a look at the amounts of rainfall. Probably going to be somewhere between a half an inch and three quarters of an inch with the possibility of some higher totals in areas where the thunderstorms are a little stronger. It's been a wet April so far. We've seen 5.2 inches officially at RDU. Uh, this is the wettest April so far since 1945. So it's, it's definitely been a wet one. Our temperatures are going to be warm. We're going to see lovely weather all the way through Friday. And then, of course, we see that front comes through. Uh, Saturday is Earth Day. There may be some Earth Day celebrations. And right now, it looks like it should stay dry during the day. And then it's much cooler on Sunday and Monday. Michelle. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Still keeping an eye on this traffic accident that we have on I-40 eastbound. This is a live look, I-40 at Harrison Avenue. This is uh, right where the crash happened. We cannot see the crash on this picture here, uh, but you can see all of the headlights coming down. So we are definitely seeing some delays because of this crash. I want to show you what it looks like on the map here. Uh, it is here, I-40 eastbound, right near the Harrison Avenue exit. You can see the stretch of red delays there. That is indicating a lot of traffic. So if you're in that area, just keep that in mind. Uh, up in our northern counties, up in Durham and Hillsborough and Chapel Hill, all of the major routes up there looking good this morning, which is some good news. I do have some drive times just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with here uh, right now from 885 eastbound on 40. You're going to run into about a 40 minute delay this morning. Michelle, thanks. The types of books available to your kids in school may be changing. The proposal Wake County Public School leaders are considering that would put limits on literature. Protests in Ohio after officers involved in a deadly shooting are not charged for it. How city leaders in Akron are responding. This What's Trending report, sponsored by Rug and Home. Today in What's Trending, one of the most legendary outfits in the history of film is up for sale. Saturday Night Fever fans, take <laughs> a look at this. John Travolta's iconic white suit from the classic movie is on the auction block, auction block. and the high bid right now is $100,000. The auction house says the final price could be double that. The winning bidder will also get signed photos, press kits, and much, much more. Plus, you get to sport that thing around, wouldn't you? I think I'll wear it. I mean, right? The iconic <laughs> uh, outfit there is so groovy. I mean, the polyester suit, the lapels, everything, and, of course, the iconic movie. $100,000 or more could be yours. Got to go for more than that. <laughs> Staying alive. Shohei Otani may be one of baseball's best players, but even he has struggles. Standing on first base yesterday in Boston, he could not get the zipper on his jacket to work. Just kept fumbling with it. Fans loved it, though, with one saying it is the first recorded evidence that he is human. <laughs> I mean, the guy does it all. I mean, he's a pitcher, mm -hmm. which means, you know, he's on base. Only pitchers are allowed to wear jackets when they're on base. Okay. He's the only pitcher who really gets on base. But the guy strikes people out. He hits home runs. He does everything. I couldn't get on base against the Boston Red Sox. Right. But I could zip up a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so it brings him to real life. Jeff right? Hogan won, Otani zero. Uh, okay. <laughs> we have much more news to come. 
A taller building could be coming here to downtown Raleigh. Today, City Council will vote on a new development. Just ahead, I'll explain how this mixed use of apartments and retail could impact people living here. And today, the first debate on a bill that would limit how transgender student athletes play in sports. Coming up, we'll tell you what that would look like. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.